You're listening to the Pastor to Pastor podcast brought to you by the 6-4 Fellowship, pastors committed to prayer and the ministry of the word. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the best ways to cast a fresh vision for prayer in your church. Stay tuned for more. Welcome to the Pastor to Pastor podcast with Daniel Henderson. I'm your host, Robert Naughton. Daniel, today's question, as a pastor, how do I get my people to see the vision for prayer? Thanks, Robert. That's a really common question, and uh, I don't want to mince words, but one of the things that just strikes me right up front is that phrase, the vision for prayer. And I guess one of the keys is to realize the vision is not for prayer. The vision is for the glory of God. Uh, The vision is for all that prayer accomplishes. And I know over the years, as we have led prayer summits and fresh encounter gatherings, people will just love it. They get all excited. We have to always remind ourselves, this isn't about prayer. It's about Him. It's about Jesus. And so one of the things about driving, not that this brother's doing that, but trying to drive a vision for prayer is that people can think, oh, he just here's another one of the pastor's programs. And so the vision really isn't for prayer. It's, it's for what prayer accomplishes. And let's pause and think about that for a moment. Uh, as I've already said, first of all, prayer accomplishes the glory of God. Uh, prayer accomplishes personal transformation and growth and sanctification. Prayer accomplishes unity. Uh, prayer uh, obviously accomplishes living life and the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, prayer accomplishes clarity about God's direction for the church. Uh, Prayer accomplishes uh, health in marriage. Prayer accomplishes health in relationships. Prayer is the tool. It's not the goal. And so I guess one of the things is to make sure that uh, we don't talk too much about a vision for prayer as much as a passion for the things that prayer accomplishes. Because people are going to relate to that. And, and by the way, the word prayer is kind of like the word love. It has a million different definitions. You know, over the years, sometimes as a pastor, I've mentioned prayer, and it's almost like Pavlov's dog. Uh, half the crowd yawns just at the thought of the word prayer. So I would suggest, first of all, the vision is not for prayer. The vision is for the things that prayer accomplishes. And uh, identifying those and speaking passionately about those, I think, is so important. The second word, again, I'm kind of zeroing in that's in the question, is how do I get my people to see the vision for prayer? And I'm sure when our brother wrote this question, he wasn't being that you know, intense about it. But the word see really is key. You know, they can hear about a vision for prayer. Uh, they can read books about a vision for prayer. And all those can be helpful, but the key is that they see the things that prayer accomplishes. And the first and best way for them to see that is in your own life as a pastor. So just recently, we were at the Brooklyn Tabernacle prayer meeting. Again, that was probably my 20th time. And um, the key to that prayer meeting is not the way it's organized. Sometimes it's very disorganized. It's not the music, although the music's great. Uh, It's not even the prayers of the people, although that's infectious. We could list all kinds of elements of it. What I've learned after watching this dozens of times almost is that the key to that prayer meeting is the model of Jim Cimbala. Uh, I, I, I am captivated when I watch him lead. He leads as if no one else is in the room, and he is just overcome with a passion and a love and a worship for Jesus. Uh, his son, Lyle Toledo, who's been a big part of what we do, as Jim is, 
um, re- has reflected several times on the days when he, when he used to go to the Brooklyn Tabernacle prayer meeting, and he'd sit up in the balcony and watch. And, and I remember him saying it was as if Pastor Cymbala's head was going to blow off and the veins in his neck were going to explode. And what he was saying was the passion with which this man not just led, but the passion with which he enjoyed Jesus uh, was so infectious. And of course, now I've been to prayer meetings where Al Toledo pastors at the Chicago Tabernacle, and it's a younger crowd, the music's different, but the biggest thing I noticed that his head's about to blow off and the veins in his neck are about to explode. So how do I have my people see a vision for prayer? You don't talk about prayer, you talk about the things prayer accomplishes, and you let them see it. You let them see it in your own life, your own passion for God, your own sense of captivation with how worthy he is to be worshipped, the freedom with which you pray, the sincerity with which you seek the Lord, and and that comes out as you lead. Uh, You are just enjoying him among your people. You're not trying to drive a vision for prayer, and I think that's a key distinction. So you got to model that, and obviously then you got to invite them into those experiences. Again, D.A. Carson has said it so well. The only way people learn to pray is by praying with those who know how to pray. And so you have to create some some opportunities for them to experience prayer. You see, you, you can't sell people on a vision for prayer. You can infect them with a passion for Jesus, and they will get a vision for what prayer accomplishes. And so you have to find environments where you can begin to model that. Uh, and one of the best places to do that is within your leadership team. We talk about it often, that the culture of prayer always emanates from the epicenter of leadership. And the richest way for your people to see a vision for prayer is to see what it's doing, first of all, to transform you. Secondly, how it is transforming the others who lead the ministry based upon the experiences you enjoy together. And so that becomes a vital part of this vision uh, becoming infectious in the hearts of your people. Again, when the virus of prayer, I like to describe it that way, is incubated in the leadership team, it's going to infect everyone those leaders interact with. And so that experience is vital. Experiences leading the men, women praying together, helping families pray together. Obviously, we talk a lot about building the sidewalks where the footpaths exist, and the biggest footpath is Sunday worship, modeling your your infectious love for Jesus as you preach, as you pray, as you integrate prayer into your worship service. And then lastly, I think, again, not to diminish it, but I think it's a vital part, is teaching, certainly teaching on prayer, teaching people what the purpose of prayer is, teaching them the models that Jesus gave us, uh, teaching them how to overcome hindrances of prayer, teaching them about the motivation of prayer, so much that you could teach in that regard. But the bottom line is it's not a vision for prayer, it's a vision for God's glory. It's a vision for all that prayer accomplishes for God's glory in the church and in our lives. And it does need to be seen. It is more, as we often say, it's more caught than taught. I remember one leader saying, people believe in the leader before they believe in his vision. Well, if you have a vision for prayer, let them believe in you first as a praying leader. That's the key. It's not a program. It's not some quick fix system system to uh, somehow deal with all the dysfunctions of your church. It will eventually obviously produce great health. It's not a church growth strategy. It has to be the passion of your own life, modeled, inviting others into those experiences, beginning with your leadership, and then taught biblically to your people. And the bottom line is it's going to take time. Uh, The last principle we talk about in our prayer coaching, it's a crock pot, not a microwave. 
uh, again, quoting Al Toledo, he had a buddy who said, I want to have, I have a vision for prayer. I want to lead a weekly prayer meeting. And, and Al so, so I think wisely said, well, after you've led uh, 400 of those, give me a call. You have to just persevere. It doesn't happen overnight. But as it does happen, it is transformational. People are learning to seek the Lord. It brings so many benefits to the, your church. The gospel advances in supernatural power, and ultimately Jesus is glorified in, among, and through his people in this world. Well, thank you, Daniel, and thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe to receive these on iTunes or at our website, 64fellowship.com. There you can also explore many other great resources on how to excel in prayer and the ministry of God's Word. You can also find out about our pastoral coaching opportunities with Daniel Henderson. If you have a question you'd like us to address, please email that to us at info at 64fellowship.com. Once again, I'm your host, Robert Naughton. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.